We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This is the Six Man Show, an Orlando Magic podcast with your hosts, Luke Sylvia and Jonathan Osborne, covering all things Magic basketball. By fans, for fans. Go Magic. What's going on, Orlando Magic fans? You guys are back with the Six Man Show. It is October 18, 2021. Jonathan Osborne here. As always, I am joined by my co-host, Luke Sylvia. Luke, basketball is back this week. What's going on? It's back. When you guys are listening to this, uh, we will be a little over 24 hours away from the NBA regular season starting and a little bit over 48 hours from the Orlando Magic playing their first game of the season. So, um, you know, enjoy Tuesday because Wednesday comes and we're just going to be stressing the rest of the year. So uh, enjoy those first couple games there. Pretty good ones, too. Let's get it, Luke. A real quick couple of housekeeping items. First, we want to shout out our patrons. Uh, no new patrons this week, but shout out to Zico, Keith Garcia, Armin, Drew Gooden, Court Cousins for holding down the Patreon right now. If you guys uh, want to become patrons, you can find us at patreon.com slash the six man show. Three separate tiers. There's some great benefits. We really appreciate your guys' support. Coming up on Wednesday, the first game of the Orlando Magic regular season starting at 8 o'clock. We'll be at Harry Buffalo, downtown Orlando to hang out and watch the Spurs game. Come hang out with us, guys. And then on Friday... Uh, the Magic game starts at 7, so from 5 to 6.30, we'll be at Big Storm Tap Room that's connected to Amway there. We'll be hanging out, all that good stuff, and then we'll go inside, and hopefully we'll watch the Magic take on the Knicks. Busy week this week. Uh, we've got the Spurs um, on the road, then we'll be home for the Knicks, then we actually will be away. We'll play at the Knicks on Sunday night, Luke, so it's going to be a, a really, really exciting week. Luke, this week we wrapped up uh, the Orlando Magic preseason. Uh, mm-hmm. We wrapped that up Sunday night with a win against the um, Boston Celtics on the Jeff Doughton game winner. Ended up winning that game 103 to 102. We'll talk more about the preseason as a whole in just a minute, Luke. But this game was honestly really back and forth. Uh, the Celtics even took a, a nine point lead um, early in the fourth quarter. And then basically Jamal Mosley subbed in a lot of the, you know, the G leaguers, you know, is Ignis Brasdakis, um, you know, Robin Lopez was in there for, for some stretches. Cole Anthony was in there. Mm-hmm. Um, we also saw, you know, Jeff Doughton, Hassani Gravett, those guys making plays. And then, you know, magic are down you know, one point with, uh, you know, what was it like? 10 seconds left to get the ball back. Jeff Doughton hits, you know, kind of like the little mid range fadeaway uh, to win the game. I think there was the panic jumper seconds is what left. I'll call it. That's pretty fair, but you know, it went in the whole <laughs> bench went in. crazy. You end the preseason on a win. Now Boston was without Marcus smart, Jalen, uh, Jalen Brown, Al Horford, Al Horford, Jason Tatum. I can't speak, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, what's the other guy they just signed? Dennis Schroeder. All these guys they're missing this 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 game as they're getting ready. You know, for the their uh, preseason finale, it was I believe up against the Miami Heat. But um, yeah, so it's a win. Uh, we're gonna celebrate every win that we can this season. We don't know how many there will be, but it was a a, a fun game to watch. Fun finish again. Doubt and hitting the game winner doesn't get the interview after the game. It goes to R.J. Hampton. Who, uh, you know, had a great was getting game. waved we'll in a day about. or two. 
to go back down I'd, to the G League. Pretty yeah, it would have been pretty disrespectful to, you know, <laughs> give the guy the post game interview and then, you know, all of a sudden you cut him. Uh, you know, now the Magic have waived a few of those guys. You know, they've waived Devin Kennedy as well. Um, signed BJ Johnson, who I think is also gonna be getting, you know, waived either waived or con- you know, converted to like the second right. two way contract yeah. that the Magic will have available. But Luke, it was good to end the season on a win. The preseason season. Yeah, I mean, on a win. It, it stunk that, you know, Jalen Suggs, we get the news that he is out with essentially, it was like, a, it sounded like a stomach thing or like some type of sickness, right? Non COVID related illness. Right. So who knows, right? It could have been anything. But, um, but yeah, so it stunk kind of not to be able to have Suggs. Um, glad they were able to pull out a win. I mean, you, you saw RJ Hampton be the player that everybody hopes that he is one day. Um, you know, if we can get 20 and eight out of, out of RJ Hampton, uh, at least uh, one time every few games, I think Magic fans would be extremely happy about that with RJ, especially this young in his career. Um, you know, he he did that and and looked really good in the process. Uh, I think that it was it was nice to be able to see. You know, some guys struggled. Cole kind of just efficiency continues to try to find his um, his balance and being able to be an efficient player and not just kind of a um, I don't know what the word is, but I guess inconsistent. Uh, but a but gunner, yeah, yeah, yeah. So there was, you know, it was preseason. It, it wasn't the prettiest, but you know, it was nice to finally get a win. We gave them their first loss. They gave us our first win, so you know, we'll take it. So Cole, obviously, everybody knows, you know, has the potential to be a dynamic scorer on any given night. But watching, you know, the film to this game over again, what really stood out to me is. And this this uh, comparison that I'm going to make is going to sound a little bit awkward, but I saw some nice moments of almost like a DJ Augustine. So Cole is a little bit undersized, you know. Um, I don't think that's any secret. DJ vastly undersized, but there were some moments in this game where you really saw Cole just being super patient and really letting the game come to him, um, and making some nice passes like the pocket pass to Franz Wagner as he's cutting baseline kind of you know stands out in mind but finishes the night 11 points six rebounds three assists for the preseason uh, you know led all Orlando Magic players with four assists per game so that's you know it, it is promising to see that out of Cole but I think that's where Cole stands really to excel is if he's able to let the game come to him be patient and really pick his spots. The, the games that, you know, you'd really like to get rid of from Cole, are, I mean, you look at the shooting efficiency, 5 of 14 from the floor, that's definitely not ideal, 1 of 6 for a 3. Especially early in the second half, Cole Anthony and RJ running together as the two guards, it, it kind of seemed like, okay, it's my turn, and I'm just going to put my head down and try to get to the rim, and then RJ would do the same thing. And for a few minutes there, it was like, we kind of need to calm this down a bit. But if Cole can really... Um, accept that type of role instead of just trying to be the scorer all the time. Like his his change of speed, like his change of pace, and his ability to you know speed up and slow down when appropriate, I think is one of his best attributes. And if he can just like uh, accept a role like that, I think he really could be a, a great great pro. I don't know that he's ever going to be this like twenty point per game scorer that you know people are looking for him to be. Have you seen what I'm talking about at all? Like, do you agree with that, or are you not really feeling that so much? Um, yeah, I, I think that there's there's a lot to unpack about Cole Anthony in general. I think that there's a lot of things that he can do well. I think there's some things um, that are you know could be to his detriment, right? I mean, you, you look at kind of the the inefficiencies and everything, but I do see that you know there is silver lining with Cole's game. I mean, he he can be a guy that just can score. He can be a scorer in this league. It is no secret at all that he's a score first point guard. Uh, I believe it was Josh Robbins of the Athletic kind of had you know anonymous scout kind of make comments on Cole a couple months ago, um, who was saying you know I think that maybe last season his teammates maybe got a little frustrated with him at times because he just is so run and gun. Right, he's playing at a different speed than his teammates sometimes, and he just gets kind of ahead of himself, which is not uncommon for for young guys. But said that you know that could cause problems for him throughout his career if that's kind of the path he stays on. But if Cole can continue to figure it out, he maintains his confidence as long as his confidence doesn't take a hit, um, but also he becomes realistic about his role. Um, yeah, I, I think that his uh, his abilities will shine through and he can be a very good player um, in the NBA. 
Um, I hope he gets to that point. I hope that this season is all about his growth, um, kind of slowing down when he needs to and then speeding up when he needs to. I think he's just having a hard time gauging when to do something and when to not. But I do think that he, you know, could that could eventually become a strength for him once he kind of reels that in and can figure it out. Yeah, with young guards, a lot of times, like we've talked about this with Jalen Suggs, is he just kind of has to learn like how to pick his spots. Yeah, and Cole's role from last year to this year, like kind of is changing a little bit. Like the beginning of the season, he was very much just supposed to be like the backup guard behind Markel. He was still going to have you know like Terrence Ross at times. He was still going to play with the veterans like Vooch and Evan Fournier. And now it's kind of he's like figuring all that out again, like what his role is going to be with this team. So it's going to be an interesting year for Cole Anthony. Um, going through the box score, uh, you know, for this final preseason game, some things that jump out at you, Wendell Carter, 13 points, nine rebounds, four of seven from the floor. Steady as always. We'll talk more about WCJ in a moment. Uh, Mo Bamba, another solid game, 10 points, three of seven from the floor, one of two from three, five rebounds, five blocks, like led all magic players in blocks in the preseason, 3.8 blocks a game. And then, I mean, Jeff Doughton, let's give him a little uh, little golf clap there. <laughs> 10 points, 5 of 10 from the floor, 2 rebounds, 2 assists, including the absolute gamer at the end there. And then, like you said, RJ Hampton, 20 points, 6 of 10 from the floor, 6 of 7 from the free throw line. You'd love to see him get into the line. And then 8 rebounds, 2 assists, 2 steals on the night for RJ. And, uh, yeah, again, just showed some flashes of the kind of player that people hope uh, that RJ Hampton can be. So, Luke, let's take a step back. Let's look at the preseason as a whole. So four games, one and three. Obviously, you know you had you know some close games there. Um, obviously, the the first you know game against the the Celtics was pretty close. Um, you lose to the Spurs by one point. You get blown out by the Pelicans. Just you know going back, you know just about you know what whatever it is like a week and a half before preseason started. Um, what are your thoughts now? Has your feelings on the team changed, evolved at all? We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Um, I mean, we, we talk about, you know, tampering expectations. It's just preseason, things like that. Um, but really for me, um, I mean, it, it showed me Bo Bamba, his ceiling that we know is there. Um, I think we just learned a little bit more about Mo. We knew that he could do those things that he was doing during the preseason. Um, but we did, we hadn't really, you know, seen it in long stretches. Right. So you, you got a better glimpse of Mo Bamba. That being said, I think that there was a sliver of me that was like, maybe this team could make a play in, right? Maybe. It's a hard maybe, but maybe they can do it. After the preseason, man, I uh, I know J.I. will be back. I know Chuma will be back. I know that these guys are going to make a return and the team's going to get better as a whole. But every NBA team has has a lot of these things happening, right? They've got a lot of what-ifs this season. I'm probably lower on the team after preseason than I was going into it. And that's probably just because I had unrealistic expectations for the team heading into preseason. Um, 
I didn't want to believe, you know, people talking about the Magic being, you know, last team in the East possible or possibly, you know, possibly being there. But yeah, I, I think the preseason individually showed me some things, but also as a team um, kind of did show me that this this team is taking a huge step back this year, as we know, and could really struggle this year, especially if they can't stay healthy. Yeah, I think um, I think the preseason really revealed, you know, some glaring weaknesses that we still have, obviously, offensively. Um, you know, I hope nobody went into this preseason thinking that we were going to be this like offensive juggernaut of a team. Now, you know, when you look at that last game, you say, okay, well, we lost to the Celtics and then we beat the Celtics. You know, like the first game, we really we did look really, really good. Um, but that last game, you know, the Celtics without so many guys. Um, but this is what I'll say. I'm still cautiously optimistic about the Magic. And the reason being is just because like the level of like energy and, and defense that we've seen them play with for most of the preseason, I don't think that's going anywhere. When you see how, you know, invested these guys were on the sideline during a preseason game, you know, like Wendell Carter Jr. and, um, you know, Franz Wagner and, and these guys on the sideline, even, you know, Markel and, and Chuma and J.I., just how invested they were from the sideline. It just shows you that, you know, preseason, regular season, whatever the case may be, these guys desperately want to win so bad and they want to prove to the league, you know, you know their value as players and that they can win games. So, I don't want to discount that. I think that's going to give them at least a little bit of a boost. Um, defense is the thing to me that's going to be able to keep them in games. Now we'll talk a little bit later about, you know, kind of our expectations for the whole season for the Orlando magic, but I, I don't want to totally rule out, you know, this team being at least somewhat competitive, especially if guys like Jonathan Isaac and Mark Hill Fultz, we've talked about this a million times, but if they're able to make leaps offensively, if Markel comes back and looks like the guy that he was last season before the ACL tear, if Jonathan comes back offensively and looks like the guy that we saw in the bubble prior to the ACL tear, that really changes things for the Magic. But are you um, saying are you, when you say um, things like cautiously, cautiously optimistic, and you know thinking this team maybe could be better than you know what we are thinking maybe currently, are you saying that with Markel and Jai taking a step you know forward offensively? that they are a play-in team or are you saying that that what like what where where what I is think your there's, I think there's a chance that we're somewhere between like 12 13 in the east mm-hmm. I don't the whole reason that I don't know that we're going to have a chance for the play-in is November and December if you look at the schedule it's just so brutal we're playing so many playoff teams I think by the time the trade deadline comes around the front office is going to be like hey guys let's let's take it easy the last couple of months Everybody stay healthy. We're really going to play the young guys, maybe you know even more so than we were before. Like if Terrence Ross and, and Gary Harris are still on the on the team at that point, we might just see them like sat for the rest of the year. Now we expect one of, if not both, of those guys to be moved by the trade deadline, but we could really see like a shift towards like a full out tank at at that point. Um, but I think there's a chance that we're at least a little bit more competitive than some people might think. A lot of people are picking us to be, you know, the worst team in the league or the worst team in the East, and maybe rightfully so. But I think there is like a little bit of reason to be more optimistic that this team could be competitive. So I think that's really what I'm taking from preseason. The other thing that I'm taking is I have no idea what the hell is going on. <laughs> and the reason is, again, we'll talk more about Wendell Carter and his extension in a moment, but we saw so much the last two games of Wendell and Mo Bamba. Like, are we really going to do that? What is the lineup going to look like? We didn't see Jalen Suggs in the last game, so we don't really have a good idea of whether or not he's going to be starting to start the season. So I want to get like at least five to 10 regular season games underneath my belt and then kind of revisit this whole conversation that we're having because I think there's a strong chance that our feelings are going to change pretty drastically over the first couple of weeks of the season. We might come back and be like, we might be the first team to go 0 and 82. Like <laughs> we might come back and say that, but we might also come back and be like, "Hey, we're like, you know, three and seven or four and six right now. Things maybe are looking a little bit better than we thought." But that's like the main thing that I'm taking away from the preseason is I I don't feel like we ever got into like the rhythm of like, okay, this is what we're gonna do in the regular season. Now it's easier to do that with Cliff the last few years because especially after the first two seasons, you're like, all right, we know what's gonna happen. And now it's just like, 
Jamal, I don't know really what's going on here. So I'm really excited for the first few regular season games just to kind of see how these lineups are really going to break down. Do you think that we see multiple like different starting lineups the first week? I think there's a possibility of that, and I'm hoping that's not the case because, again, I would really like to get a, a better idea sooner rather than later of how these lineups are going to look, what the rotations are going to look like. Right, but um, but on, just, on the other hand, though, like if he throws out a starting lineup and just like statistically, analytically, it, it doesn't make sense. I think I would rather him continue to tweak things through this long 82 game season rather than like him get to game three and be like, I'm not putting a four starting lineup out there. We're just going to ride with this and we suck as a result, like more than we could should if, you know, a different starting lineup was found a few games later. Does that make sense? Like that, that's kind of where I'm coming at it from. Like just do whatever you want. It does make sense. But at the same time, like I want you to have conviction behind your decisions and I don't want one blowout loss like to Milwaukee to just like move you off of what you thought. Like if you if you give it a few games and it's just like so clearly not working whatsoever, right. then that's fine. But like if you're going to make a decision, like I think you need to stick to that like at least for a while because, um, you know, you make those decisions for a reason. And yeah, I just want to see some conviction behind that. So I'm hoping we don't, you know, we're not 10 games in and we've seen six different starting lineups. Like I really hope that's not the case. I don't think that's... You know, especially for guys like Franz, uh, you know, and maybe even, you know, Jalen to a certain extent, like consistency for rookies, I feel like is beneficial to kind of so they know who they're playing with, how those guys, you know, like to play, where those guys like the ball, things like that. I think that's going to help those guys be, you know, a little bit more successful. All right, Luke. So this week, uh, really just a couple of days ago, uh, you know, there was some pretty big news in terms of extensions broke. So the rumors about Wendell Carter Jr. signing an extension have gone back a couple of months now. You know, the first reports that we got from, I think it was the Action Network, that rival executives thought that Wendell was going to sign somewhere around like a four-year, $70 million contract. And Magic fans collectively went like, what? Like it seemed a little bit too early at the time. It seemed like way too much money. Now it's come out that it's a four-year, $50 million extension. Um, it, you know, that's going to increase a little bit, you know, year over year. I think next year he's going to start making $11 million, and it'll kind of grow. I think the final year he'll make around like $13 million yeah, almost on 14. that contract. Yeah, so it's $12.5 million a year, I believe it is. Um, yeah, on average. So what, what do you think of the deal? Um, I, we're really going to, like, flesh this out, what this looks like for everybody, what it means for the team, but initial thoughts because you and I you know texting we we kind of felt not completely different but we we kind of had some different opinions on what this means right now yeah I um I stand exactly where I did I I think that um as far as this goes man like WCJ could like I think it makes sense for for both parties right because WCJ is someone who has struggled with injury if WCJ happens to get injured this year, God forbid, I'll lose my mind. If he gets injured this year for a long period of time, this extension looks great to him, right? However, WCJ, if he takes a step forward um, and is and can become a, a fourteen and nine guy, he's already you know he's already really a twelve and nine, twelve and not almost nine guy. If he can step forward and get fourteen nine, fifteen and nine, fifteen and ten. You're looking at a contract that's pretty good. You're looking at WCJ. I mean, the, the the question really isn't his skill level at this point. It's just his health, right? And I think that is a lot of you know kind of where your argument comes in. But I think it makes sense because if he takes that step forward, the Magic. I mean, a few years down the road, if WCJ has stayed healthy and he's consistently gotten better, and we look around and we're like, we're only paying this dude almost fourteen million dollars. Like he he very well in a few years could be the best contract that the Magic could carry in four years, three years, right? I mean, there is a, a reality in which that happens. There's a lot of different realities here, but that is one of them. Um, and that's why I, I think this is fine. I think that you kind of meet where both parties benefit. And I think this is something that we know the Magic do. The front office is very loyal. They probably fleshed out these every scenario for WCJ. WCJ and his agent probably sat down, looked at each other and said, you know, this works for us. Magic said, this works for us. Because if you take a step forward, we are we have no problem paying you that amount of money a few years down the road. So I think for me, that's really where all this starts is the front office, you know, has access and, you know, they have so much more knowledge and there's so much, you know, nuance that went into this decision that Magic fans have no idea about. 
you know, in terms of we'll talk more about, you know, Wendell and, and Mo and, you know, kind of what we saw in the preseason and all of that. But for me, like my main concern was just like, all right, you, you did get him on a good deal, but how much more was he going to get paid in the off season if he went out and had like a really, really good year? So right now, um, starting next year, Wendell Carter, as of now, if you know, no other contract situations around the league change, which they might. Um, but right now, Wendell Carter would be the 13th highest paid center in the league, uh, right behind Rashawn Holmes, just above Dwight Powell. I think pretty comfortably that's right around where he should be. Um, I don't know that Rashawn Holmes is all that much better than Wendell Carter. Wendell Carter, you know, he might be, you know, he's a little bit better than Dwight Powell. But when you start getting into, you know, those upper guys, then it becomes like Brooke Lopez, Steven Adams, Miles Turner, Clint Capella, Jared Allen, Nikola Vucevic, Al Horford. I think pretty comfortably we would agree that Wendell is not in like that upper echelon of centers, at least not yet. Um, now, was is he going to take this huge leap this year and he, he was going to get kind of outpriced of you know, that $12.5 million a year, I don't know. Like, could he have gotten maybe to like the $15 million a year? Yeah, that's pretty conceivable. But just for, you know, what he does right now um, and just how centers are valued around the league, I don't think that he was going to break out and become this like $16, $17 million player a year. So if the Magic would have come out and said, hey, like we're just going to take this year with Wendell, um, you know, basically let it play out and see what happens, like I would have been okay with that. But then, you know, you run the risk of, you know, him, you know, basically signing like the qualifying offer, becoming a restricted free agent and then leaving in a year, yeah. which now we're kind of faced with that same type of predicament with Mo Bamba because it does not look like the team is going to extend him. Now, should Mo Bamba have been extended after just this preseason? I, I'm not arguing that whatsoever. I don't think that's the case. I would have been happy with them just kind of playing out the season with both guys and then you know, you either pick one or you choose to sign one and then you move one later on, whatever the case may be. But now we're running into the you know possible predicament of Mo Bamba has a really good year. Maybe he feels like he's capable of being a starter on another team and says, you know what, I'm just going to sign the qualifying offer. I'll be here one year and then I'm going to leave and go somewhere else. Um, I think that is a problem that the Magic potentially could face. Now, is this something that people should be leaving, like losing sleep over? I don't think so. Um, just today, I was trying to think of you know the last few teams that have won championships. You look at uh, you know um, the Milwaukee Bucks. You look at you know the Los Angeles Lakers. Um, you look at even you know like the the Golden State Warriors, like those teams that were winning championships, or the Cleveland Cavaliers. None of these teams have had like elite centers, and that just kind of speaks to the fact yeah. that you don't need an elite center uh, to be a very good basketball team. If you have a guy who can rebound at a decent level, um, you know who can score when he needs to, who can defend at a, a decent level, that usually is good enough um, to win you a title. And I think Wendell Carter can be that level of player. Yeah. Now, the thing with Wendell, like you said, is going to be his health. So so far, um, you know, throughout his first three seasons, his rookie year, played forty four games. Um, 2019-2020, 43 games, although that season was shortened, you know, by COVID. And then last year, uh, you know, played 54 games. And he's just had, you know, he had like a left thumb issue his, his rookie year. Um, then second year dealt with like an abdomen issue and some ankle issues. Uh, last year had, you know, the quad issue before being traded to the Magic. And then the last few games had like a rare like eye injury, which I'm Cornea, not going to hold abrasion or something. Right. Which is just a, like a freak thing you get hit in the eye. And it also seemed kind of like the Magic were like, look, we're trying to lose these last few games. Yeah. So we're just going to uh, sit Wendell. Um, this is not a bad move for the Magic. I do think it has the potential to raise like small problems. Um, what I hope that we don't see is Mo Bamba just completely check out. But if that is the case, then this just goes to show you that this really was more so the move for Wendell. Um, but let's talk more about that right now. Like, the whole, like the dynamic between Wendell and Mo, yeah. and we can even talk about you know seeing them play together and if we think that's possible long term. Right. So the biggest thing, like you said, you know, you you look back at you know center teams that have had great centers, right? When they win championships, I mean, we really haven't seen that as of late. You know, a, a team where um, you know the best player is a center, and. I feel like Mo Bamba is with with a lot of fans. They're saying like his floor is what we've gotten, his ceiling is 
you know, perennial all-star elite big man, right? My thing is, I think that, you know, you've got teams that are going to become the exception, that the Denver Nuggets, who already have great pieces around, you know, Jokic as well, and, um, you know, MPJ, Jamal Murray, um, and, you know, guys like that. So the biggest thing is, like you said, WCJ could be a guy on a title team that just does his, stays in his lane, never going to blow you away, but he's never going to piss you off, you know, late game. Um, Mo Bamba could be a guy that pisses you off late game, right? I mean, like you look at this, this situation could become a, like Mo could see himself in this repeating cyclical thing where he's got a Kim Birch 2.0 in his way to becoming uh, uh, the best center that he could possibly be, right? So I think there is a, a very realistic world where Bamba says, I'm, I'm, I'm going somewhere else. After my, yeah. my, my QO, I'm, I'm, I'm done, right? And I think I'd be okay with it. I, I really do, just because of the fact that Mo would never... Like, if he was our best player, I don't think that this team wins a championship. But we just saw it with Vucevic. We, you know, seven seed was probably our ceiling with Vucevic. Granted, you bring pieces in around him, but, like, that is way too much work. You need a guy who's going to be a guard or a small forward that's your best player on the team, and and that's your your recipe for being a a title contender. I don't think Mo Bamba gives you the best chance to win a title, even if he hits the ceiling of what people think that he can be. So I I kind of disagree with you just because, and we've talked about this plenty of times that Mo Bamba is just he has the ability to be the more dynamic center. Like John Hammond talked about it, you know, kind of on the the pod squad this week. So Dante and the guys, they asked him, you know, uh, did you guys go to Jamal and kind of suggest that he play Wendell and Mo together? And and John Hammond kind of laughed. He's like, well, no, we didn't really go to him and and say that. And then uh, the guys on the pod squad even took it a step further and asked him, well, what do you think when J.I. comes back? Could we see J.I. and Mo and Wendell kind of all playing together? And John Hammond basically laughed and didn't seem interested in that fact at all. But what he brought up is that right now Wendell is the better interior defender, like one-on-one defender. Like if you've got Joel down there, you want Wendell guarding him over Mo. Mm-hmm. But Mo is the guy who can play a little bit more on the perimeter, but is like has the potential to be like an elite shot blocker. And I think Mo at his ceiling, I think his ceiling is higher than Wendell's. Um, you know, just because of like the athleticism. Now, if Wendell starts shooting like thirty-seven percent from the three-point line. That's really going to change a lot of things. But Mo, especially, and I've talked about this on this podcast before, but I want to see Mo more involved as a rim runner in pick and roll situations because I think it's almost unguardable. If you have somebody that can throw a decent lob up to Mo, he's it's either a finish or a foul every single time. There's just not many guys that are going to be able to get up there and contest that. And then, you know, if he is able to become more of a, you know, interior defensive presence and he's able to take guys like Joel or, or Jokic or you know Bam out of bio like guard these guys on the block that's going to be a big deal for Mo so I would just argue that Mo is still the more dynamic player at his ceiling but like you said right now we've seen Wendell just be more consistent again and again and again night in night out he's going to give you you know 12 and 9 13 and 10 he's not going to make a lot of mistakes where Mo, as good as he's looked in the preseason, and let me stress this, he has looked so much better conditioning, energy, running the floor. Like, it's night and day compared to last year. But where he still has room to improve is there's so many times, especially defensively, where he just looks completely out of place. Where he's caught out of position, when he's not in good position to rebound the basketball, which I think has been a, a good benefit of having Wendell play with him. Because Mo isn't really you know taxed to be this high-level rebounder. You know, he can let Wendell be that and then Mo kind of will get out, you know, more on the run and in transition or, you know, be open for like a trail three. So if, if Mo could play with a high level rebounder like that, I think it would hide some of his, um, you know, shortcomings on that end. But, you know, John Hammond alluded to the fact that, you know, again, Mo is like the better shot blocker, but Wendell's the better interior defender. So who do you really want in the interior? You don't really want Wendell guarding guys out in the perimeter. And we saw that, especially like in the first quarter against the Celtics. Peyton Pritchard running the pick and roll just was getting wherever he wanted, 
you know, getting mismatched with either Wendell or Mo, or they were just got kind of getting lost in translation, uh, in transition, and guys on the Celtics getting open threes. So um, I think once teams start to see more film of Wendell and Mo together, if we're going to carry this into the regular season, again, we don't know that to be true yet. Um, we might see more of that, especially until Chuma and J.I. get back. But like high level teams with high level guards, like the Portland Trailblazers, would just play that lineup off of the floor completely. Now that's not going to be something you're going to see every night, um, but I do think there are scenarios where those two together just really wouldn't be playable. You almost have to have like that twin tower matchup, um, like in the second half when we saw more of like Hernan Gomez and Enos Cantor. Wendell and Mo were fine defensively, um, but in the first half they kind of struggled a little bit. So. Um, yeah, I think this whole thing is going to come down to you have to pick Wendell or you have to pick Mo to be your starting center moving forward. Now, the good news is if Mo plays so well this year, the mad, like he's not going to like get signed to a bigger extension than Wendell. So even if you sign both of them to like twelve and a half million dollar like annual contracts, it's not the end of the world. Now that Wendell has signed this extension, if Mo just goes absolutely nuts and the Magic decide they want to move on from Wendell, he can be traded in six months. I'm not saying that's the move, but like the Magic still have options. I don't want anyone right. to think that the Magic are just kind of like backing themselves into this wall that they won't be able to get out of because they've also shown that you know they can move big contracts like Vooch signed a four-year, $100 million deal. People are like, oh my God, we're never going to be able to trade this guy. Right. Got two first-round picks. Al Farouk Aminu. We're able to trade out for Rukamino. Like you still got something for Aaron Gordon. You still got something for Evan Fournier. So I, I don't know. I think it's a good problem to have um, to a, a certain extent, but it does. It's pr- going to be interesting, and it, it has the potential to get a little bit complicated. I think. All right, Luke. Let's take a quick word from our friends at Manscaped, and then we'll talk more about like regular season predictions with the Magic. Attention, ballers! Basketball is back. Ben Simmons has 76 problems this season, but you can have none with our friends over at Manscaped. Join the 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped to keep their front and backcourt polished all year long. Trim with their new lawnmower 4.0, which is included in the Performance Package 4.0, and watch the hair fade away. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code 6th at manscaped.com. That's code 6th. S-I-X-T-H at manscaped.com. The lawnmower 4.0 has a 7,000 RPM motor. A new multifunction on-off switch can engage a travel lock and gives you the ability to turn the 4,000K LED spotlight on and off when needed for a more precise shave. Did I mention this trimmer is waterproof too? And one, the Performance Package 4.0 also includes a free pair of Manscaped anti-chafing boxer briefs that will bring your boxer game to the next level. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code 6th at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code 6th, S-I-X-T-H. It's time you take care of your bricks this season. Okay, Luke, so preseason has come and gone. Now that we've seen more of that, um, it seems like we have a little bit better of an idea of when Chuma Okiki is going to come back. So uh, yesterday... I think it was actually, it might have been Saturday or Sunday. This has been such a terrible weekend for me. I'm not going to get into details on that, but my brain is just completely spaghetti right now. John Hammond said that Chuma Okiki is back as a full participant in practice. He's still working to get his conditioning back, so I think we should see him back probably in like a week or two, maybe, I hope. I don't know if he's going to be ready for the regular season. But, um, you know, we know when kind of when J.I. is going to come back, Markel, it's still going to be a while. Um, what are we thinking for like regular season predictions for the Magic, where do you see them ending up? Yeah, so we've gone through it before, right? We went through it a few episodes back. It was a month or two ago when the season, you know, the schedule was released. But yeah, like that December month is terrible. I mean, you you've got a lot of really arduous months, you know, coming up for the Magic, and I really think that that's going to really make or break the season for Orlando. I think it's just going to be how they respond to the adversity that they're going to face playing against all those juggernaut of a teams, um, you know, and in that stretch, um, I, I do think that you're looking at this, you know, the, the magic being probably the, the worst in the East. I think that that record is definitely not far fetched at all. I think that they could see themselves winning 23, 24 games this year. 
Um, I, I think that, you know, that's, that's kind of just where it is, right? I mean, and, and it does depend on a lot of things. But for me, I could very much see them, and that's kind of where my prediction is going to lie, is uh, you know, 14th or 15th in the East winning, you know, like I said, those 23 or 24 games this year. Yeah, I'm just kind of torn right now. Again, just for some of the reasons that we mentioned early, we haven't really got like a consistent look of what this team is going to look like, I feel, just yet. So I'm going to say this very much you know with the fact that my mind could change on like a game to game basis over the next couple of weeks here as the regular season starts i feel like i'm pretty much in the same boat with you i do feel like there's a scenario where this team is more competitive than we thought but if i had to bet on it right now i would say i'm pretty confident in the fact that this team is going to end up towards the bottom of the east um i feel like they are going to end up in the top 3 num- you know as terms of the best odds to get the number 1 overall pick next year so they're going to finish somewhere, you know, terms of bottom three in the league, probably the bottom of the East. And I feel like part of that is almost by design. Now, when we look at just how long Jonathan Isaac has been held out, um, you know, the how slowly they're bringing back Chuma Okiki. Markel Fultz probably won't be back until somewhere in the new year, probably close to the All-Star break, if I had to guess. But, Luke, we're 14 months since Jonathan Isaac has torn his ACL. He said a couple weeks ago um, on a, on another podcast that if it was up to him, he would be ready to play opening night, which tells me that he feels like he's ready. So the the organization is really just taking their time, being patient, being super super cautious. Um, but you know, it feels like kind of like um, like an organized tank to a yeah, certain extent. Prepared tanking. They're, yeah, like the, Jeff Weltman. Every time he talks, he just keeps saying how this season is about development yeah. and growth and you know learning how to be successful he never mentions the term winning right so i feel like you and i are, are pretty much in the same boat there that you yeah. know bottom of the east you know soon come yeah I, I think that that's i mean it's definitely the most likely scenario um you're gonna have to be moving mountains for this team to be a playing team i think um ji is gonna have to come back sooner I mean, there's people now that have just like thrown it, chalked it up to J.I. being back like all-star break. I mean, I've seen that's, people talking like that on that's Twitter. Crazy. So people people are taking quotes. I think that's ridiculous. He he is, he said that yeah. Christmas is a reasonable projection. If he's not back by Christmas, yep. like thanks for wasting our time, Orlando Magic. Yeah, yeah. So I, I just think that, you know, J.I. would have to come back far sooner for me to feel a different way. And even then, I'd say, I, I don't know, because the Magic need the most help offensively. And right now, J.I. could become, you know, that offensive anchor for this team. But he's not. I mean, like, w- the way that it stands right now, he's just not there. So he's going to have to, you know, learn quick offensively. I think that he could definitely take a big jump because he's going to see a lot more exposure offensively. But there are just so many more question marks that make this likelihood of, you know, with his injury and how much is he going to be outputting on offense and just this team in general. How many games is he going to play in? Right. And and how many games is everybody going to play in? I mean, after last year, it's hard to trust that this team is going to remain healthy regardless of how weird the you know injuries were. It's just at some point you just start to think like, I don't know what the season's going to look like. And I don't know how much the Magic are going to push back. Before Vooch and Evan and AG were traded, there would be some pushback probably when it came to injury and getting guys back on a quicker timetable. You start out the season as well as the Magic did last year. But now you've got a whole different mindset. Like you said, front office not talking wins. Last year, that was the goal. You brought back Vooch to do that. And then you just realize like, oh, our trajectory is like going down so quickly that we just have to makeshift the new plan, trade all these guys, and oh, now we're tanking. So now, like you said, it is a calculated tanking, it seems like. Um, and, you know, won't be surprised if they kind of embrace it and just say, we're just not there yet. You know, we take a look around and we are, you know, we, we have the self-awareness to understand the Magic are not going to be winning any titles this year or next year or the next year. I really hope it's not the case, but I do think there's a possibility that like New Year's Day, we're talking about you know who we're gonna you know be selecting in the draft, um, just because like you said, November or December really just are that tough. Yeah. Okay, Luke, let's talk about the week ahead for the Orlando Magic, the first week of the regular season. 
So they opened up Wednesday on the road at San Antonio. That game will start at 8.30 p.m. Eastern. Then on Friday, they're home for the home opener versus the New York Knicks. That game will start at 7 o'clock. They'll basically finish up that game, get on a plane to the Big Apple, where they will take on the New York Knicks again at 7 o'clock Eastern. And Luke, just looking at the following week, we can get into this just really briefly here. Uh, Monday at Miami, Wednesday versus Charlotte, Friday at Toronto, Saturday at Detroit, and then they finish up uh, basically like a three-game road trip Monday, November 1st at Minnesota. Like the season just, you know, you, you, you got basically two game, two home games there in the midst of like seven road games to start the season. So seven of their first nine on the road for a young team that's not expected to be very good. Um, it's definitely going to be a test early on. The team is definitely going to face some adversity. But looking at this week, again, at, at San Antonio versus New York versus New York, um, give me your predictions. What, what do the Magic look like this week? Um, I, I think that, you know, I, I'm feeling all right about the Spurs game. I don't, I don't feel strongly one way or the other. I think that I can see the Magic pulling out a win. Um, just, you know, new team energized, just kind of a whole different ferocity than we've seen from the magic in years past with these young guys and, you know, the hunger to want to just win. Right. I think they're going to, you know, scrape and claw their way to a win against San Antonio. I think things get a little more grim when you go up against the Knicks on Friday. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I think that I, and on Sunday as well. So I think that this week, Jonathan, I'm going to be having the magic going one and two. I have no idea where a win comes uh, for the Magic this week, but I, I am confident that they will find a way to win one of these games. Yeah. I would be lying to you if I told you I had one feeling. If, if I had to pick, I would say the home opener. Yeah. I feel like it's yeah. going to be a lot of these guys, you know, first time playing in front of the Orlando crowd in a regular season game, like a full, you know, like a packed Amway Center. I'm sure the game will be sold out. So if I had to pick one, that's the game that I would pick. Um, you know, but beating the Knicks right now, at home or in New York, I'm not feeling great about that. So if you told me it comes against San Antonio the first night, I guess I could talk myself into that. So I have the Magic going one and two the first week. I don't know where the win comes from. I will say it has to come either uh, Wednesday mm-hmm. night or Friday night. I don't yeah, think it comes don't Sunday night in Sunday. New York. No. Yeah, so no. <laughs> uh, we, we both have the Magic uh, ending up one and two uh, after this week. You're picking them to win um, San Antonio just to be a contrarian. I'll say the win comes Friday um, at home against the New York Knicks. But Luke, it's been uh, it's been an interesting off season. Um, now the season is actually really starting, so it's going to be uh, you know it's it's really exciting to to get games that matter again. Um, if nothing else, this will not be a boring season for the Magic. It, it's going to be interesting one way or the other. Um, that might again that might come in terms of New Year's Day. We're talking about the draft. And we've, then we're going to have like five, six months of build up to the draft. And that will be exciting because, again, we'll have a chance for a, a top three franchise altering pick. And we'll, we'll kind of see what that looks like. After but. after last season, before we wrap up here, Jonathan, after last season and the, the build that we experienced to the draft and the excitement, and then to get the fifth pick while being tied for the best odds, yeah. I, I had to bring that up. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, ha- I'm sure I will talk myself into being really excited. If oh, of course, that's the case. We're gonna wake I'm gonna up do the day again. of the draft, the day of the lottery. Like we're winning the first pick today. I knew it's, it. I it's, knew it. I knew it is, we were winning the first pick. And we it didn't. is, it is the 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 terrible time. The the girlfriend that you break up with, she breaks up with you, and then she comes back to you, and she's like, "Babe, let's get back together." And you're like. Oh, I don't know. But then you're like, wait, but I had really good times, you know, with that girl. You get back together with her and then she just breaks up with you again. That is what the lottery is like for me. And I feel like it, it could happen all over again. The magic could could very easily, Jonathan, have the tied for the worst odds or for the best odds to get the number one pick just like last year. And I'm telling you, if we yeah. don't get a top three pick, I will lose my mind. 
it's either that or it's like you guys break up and then like Friday night is homecoming. You're like, man, we're going to go to the dance and we're going to get back together. I just know it. You have no evidence to go off of and you right. walk in and she's like making out with your best friend. <laughs> and you're like, son of a gun. Like that's my, That might be what we're like setting ourselves up for. You're right. That might um, be more accurate. But who knows? May, maybe that won't be the case, Luke. Like I said, I'm I'm not totally giving up on this team um, being more competitive than, than we think this year. Preseason is, you know, you try not to read too much in a preseason, but preseason might have given me a little bit of that false hope. It's a hell of a drug, so we'll we'll have to see what happens. But Magic Basketball is officially back. All of the diehards have been listening to us for months and months and months. Some of the casuals are going to start coming back. You know, now that we, we love got you, casuals, Jaylen's don't hurt us. We love the casuals. No, don't don't take this the wrong way. We love the casuals. We mm-hmm. love that you're here. We appreciate you guys coming back. Um, but we're back in the swing of things. The regular season is back. Um, hopefully like this is exciting and fun, at least for a few weeks. I would really, really, really appreciate that. I'd love to make it to Christmas with it still being fun, Jonathan. I really I would. Just, what I need this year is I just need like no injuries. Like if everyone's healthy, this will be yeah. a fun year no matter what. I cannot, right. I went through it last year with the magic. I'm currently going through it with my New York giants. Yeah, you are. It's just been so bad. I cannot take another season last year of just unlucky injuries again and again and again so right. let's all take a deep breath and we will just all agree on one thing that we are going to have a fun healthy season no matter the win and loss record at the end of the season we'll just all agree on that to have fun yeah, Luke, we'll i think that does it for this week yep guys do not forget wednesday eight o'clock harry buffalo downtown orlando we will be there hanging out watching the Magic take on the San Antonio Spurs, the opening night of the season for the Magic. And then Friday from 5 to 6.30, we'll be at Big Storm Tap Room connected to Amway, hanging out before the tip-off of the home opener, the Magic versus the Knicks. So please come out and hang out. It's always a great time. It's always good to see your faces. Guys, for Luke Silvia, this has been Jonathan Osborne. You guys are listening to The Six Man Show. We will catch you guys next time. See ya. Thanks for listening to The Six Man Show. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and Stitcher to get new episodes downloaded directly to your phone. Please take a minute to give us a five-star rating and a review. It would really help us out a lot. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Six Man Show and like us on Facebook. We'll catch you guys next time. Go Magic! Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about, but why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, the trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.